Welcome to Daily Audio Bible Chronological. I'm Jill. Today is the 16th day of November. Welcome, everybody. Some of you have a very profound story of how you found your way here, and I would love to hear that story. But regardless of how you got here, so glad that you're here and making the Bible, the scriptures, a part of your daily rhythm, which means they're a part of your life, which means they must mean something to you. And maybe you've never stopped and thought about what they mean to you or reflected on that. So maybe that's just a good focal point for today. What do the scriptures mean to me? If you hold that thought, that intention, that question as we walk through the scriptures today. Because this is chronological, we're reading the Bible in chronological order. We finished the Gospel of John yesterday, and so today we're going to begin the book of Acts. Today we'll be reading chapters 1, 2, and 3, and this week we're reading the English Standard Version. Acts, chapter 1. In the first book, O Theopolis, I have dealt with all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day when he was taken up, after he had given commands through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen. He presented himself alive to them after his suffering by many proofs, appearing to them during forty days and speaking about the kingdom of God. And while staying with them, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You heard from me. For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, It is not for you to know times or seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. And when he had said these things as they were looking on, he was lifted up, and a cloud took him out of their sight. And while they were gazing into heaven as he went, behold, two men stood by them in white robes and said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? This Jesus, who was taken up from you into heaven, will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. Then they returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey away. And when they had entered, they went up to the upper room where they were staying, Peter and John and James and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James the son of Alphaeus, and Simon the Zealot, and Judas the son of James. All these with one accord were devoting themselves to prayer, together with the women, and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and his brothers. In those days, Peter stood up among the brothers. The company of persons was in all about a hundred and twenty, and said, Brothers, the scripture had to be fulfilled, which the Holy Spirit spoke beforehand by the mouth of David concerning Judas, who became a guide to those who arrested Jesus. For he was numbered among us and was allotted his share in this ministry, now this man acquired a field with the reward of his wickedness, and falling headlong, he burst open in the middle, and all his bowels gushed out. 
and it became known to all the inhabitants of Jerusalem, so that the field was called in their own language, Akeldama, that is, field of blood. For it is written in the book of Psalms, May his camp become desolate, and let there be no one to dwell in it, and let another take his office. So one of the men, who had accompanied us during all the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning from the baptism of John until the day when he was taken up from us, one of these men must become with us a witness to his resurrection. And they put forward two, Joseph called Barsabas, who was also called Justice and Matthias. And they prayed and said, You, Lord, who know the hearts of all, Show which one of these two you have chosen to take the place in this ministry and apostleship from which Judas turned aside to go to his own place. And they cast lots for them, and the lot fell on Matthias, and he was numbered with the eleven apostles. When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place, and suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting, and divided tongues as a fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And at this sound, the multitude came together and they were bewildered because each one was hearing them speak in his own language. And they were amazed and astonished, saying, Are not all these people who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear, each of us, in his own native language? Parthians and Medes and Elamites and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya, belonging to Cyrene and visitors from Rome, both Jews, proselytes, Cretans and Arabians, we hear them telling in our own tongues the mighty works of God. And all were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, What does this mean? But others mocking said, They are filled with new wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, lifted up his voice and addressed them, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and give ear to my words. For these people are not drunk, as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. But this is what was uttered through the prophet Joel. And in the last days it shall be, God declares, that I will pour out my Spirit on all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams, even on my male servants and female servants. In those days... I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in the heavens above, and signs on the earth below, blood and fire, and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned to darkness, and the moon to blood, before the day of the Lord comes, the great and magnificent day. And it shall come to pass, that everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Men of Israel, Hear these words, Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested to you by God with mighty works and wonders and signs that God did through him in your midst, 
as you yourselves know, this Jesus delivered up according to the definite plan and foreknowledge of God. You crucified and killed by the hands of lawless men. God raised him up, loosing the pangs of death because it was not possible for him to be held by it. For David says concerning him, I saw the Lord always before me, for he is at my right hand that I may not be shaken. Therefore my heart was glad and my tongue rejoiced. My flesh also will dwell in hope, for you will not abandon my soul to Hades or let your Holy One see corruption. You have made known to me the paths of life. You will make me full of gladness with your presence. Brothers, I may say to you with confidence about the patriarch David that he both died and was buried, and his tomb is with us to this day. Being therefore a prophet, and knowing that God had sworn with him an oath to him that he would set one of his descendants on his throne, he foresaw and spoke about the resurrection of the Christ, that he was not abandoned to Haiti, nor did his flesh see corruption. This Jesus God raised up, and of that we are all witnesses, being therefore exalted at the right hand of God, and having received from the Father the promises of the Holy Spirit, he has poured out this that you yourselves are seeing and hearing. For David did not ascend into the heavens, but he himself says, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. Let all the house of Israel therefore know for certain that God has made him both Lord and Christ, this Jesus whom you crucified. Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? And Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is for you and for your children and for all who are far off, everyone whom the Lord our God calls to himself. And with many other words, he bore witness and continued to exhort them, saying, Save yourselves from this crooked generation. So those who received his word were baptized, and there were added that day about three thousand souls. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as anyone had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number, day by day, those who were being saved. Now Peter and John were going to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour, and a man lame from birth was being carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple that is called the beautiful gate to ask alms of those entering the temple. Seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, he asked to receive alms, and Peter directed his gaze at him, as did John, and said, Look at us. And he fixed his attention on them, expecting to receive something from them. But Peter said, I have no silver and gold, but what I do have I give to you. 
in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and raised him up. And immediately his feet and ankles were made strong. And leaping up, he stood and began to walk and entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God and recognized him as the one who sat at the beautiful gate of the temple, asking for alms. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. While he clung to Peter and John, all the people, utterly astounded, ran together to them in the portico called Solomon's. And when Peter saw it, he addressed the people, Men of Israel, why do you wonder at this? Or why do you stare at us as though by our own power or piety we have made him walk? The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, the God of our fathers, glorified his servant Jesus, whom you delivered over and denied in the presence of Pilate when he had decided to release him, but you denied the Holy and Righteous One and asked for a murderer to be granted to us. And you killed the author of life, whom God raised from the dead. To this we are witnesses, and his name, by faith in his name, has made this man strong whom you see and know, and the faith that is through Jesus has given the man this perfect health in the presence of you all. And now, brothers, I know that you acted in ignorance, as did also your rulers, but what God foretold by the mouth of all the prophets, that his Christ would suffer, he thus fulfilled. Repent, therefore, and turn back, that your sins may be blotted out, that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord, and that he may send the Christ appointed for you, Jesus, whom heaven must receive until the time for restoring all the things about which God spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets long ago. Moses said, The Lord God will raise up for you a prophet like me from your brothers. You shall listen to him and whatever he tells you, and it shall be that every soul who does not listen to that prophet shall be destroyed from the people. And all the prophets who have spoken from Samuel and those who came after him also proclaimed these days, You are the sons of the prophets and of the covenant that God made with your fathers, saying to Abraham, And in your offspring shall all the families of the earth be blessed. God, having raised up his servant, sent him to you first to bless you by turning every one of you from your wickedness. We began a brand new book of the Bible today, Acts. And maybe you've heard the reference of the books of Acts and Romans both referenced as the early church. How this early church came to be is the disciples continued to teach the gospel and spread the good news because people had not heard yet the good news. And even people that heard the good news were not willing to believe that Jesus could be the Son of God, let alone take the sins of the world. And it's important to understand the context of where we are at as we continue this all the way through the rest of the year, beginning in Acts through the end of the New Testament. 
Jesus is considered a blasphemer when he declares being the Son of God. All throughout the Old Testament, as we're reading Jewish Levitical law, we see God speak to the pillars of our faith. We see God speak through the prophets of the Old Testament that we've read about him being the only God and continuously warning the people who had made other gods to return to the one true God, only God. And then we have the declaration of Jesus being able to take on the sins of man after the long list of rituals of purification that God was very clear about. And let's just be honest, bad news travels so much faster than good news. And so if you hear of this man who's claiming to be God, it's easy to think we know how we would handle that, knowing what we know now. But maybe none of us really know if we would have been any different than those that called Jesus a blasphemer and demanded that he be crucified. And then consider that the purification of sins were just for the Jewish people. And then Jesus comes and declares that through his death and resurrection, he is able to take the sins of all men. So we have the word, the good news, the gospel of Jesus being spread by the disciples. But here in this first passage of Acts, we have one of the most famous passages called the Day of Pentecost. I hope we can really grasp what happened here though, because it would be very easy to just glide over specific details and say that tongues of fire fell and they spoke in different languages, which would not be wrong information. It's just the whole story is they spoke in different languages that people that were there from different regions understood. The people speaking did not know the language that the Holy Spirit gave them, but a sign and wonder and a piece of evidence for these people would be the tongues that they would understand, the language that they would understand themselves from the people that did not know the language prior to the Holy Spirit falling upon them. And then once again, you have those that are amazed and perplexed. They believe, but they're asking, what does this mean? It must mean something else. And then you have those that mocked and didn't believe and fluffed it off to, eh, they're drunk. And so we end with this point today after uh, those that mocked Peter stood and he reminded the people present of the words from the prophet Joel. And we read it. It begins in chapter 2, verse 17, but I want to jump down to verse 21 real quick. And it shall come to pass that everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's a really good place to end today as we sit with the words of the prophet Joel reiterated by one of Jesus' 12 chosen disciples, Peter. And it shall come to pass that everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Jesus, how we need you. How we need you. How we desperately need you. 
and oftentimes you are the last reach that we reach for. We grab so many false comforters instead of reaching for the comforter, the very spirit of God sent to bring us comfort. Forgive us. Give us eyes to see and ears to hear that all who call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Even those that have wronged us, especially those that have wronged us, we like to discount them in the kingdom. We like to discount them from our lives. We go as far as wishing harm upon them. And sometimes we are the person that harms. Forgive us. Let us be the essence and the epitome of Jesus to forgive those that others would say would be the least likely to be forgiven. We pray this now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Daily audio Bible that is home base. That's the website. You can check it out. Take a look around. Download the app. If you have not, it's free. And maybe tell somebody about it who is not in the Word. Maybe someone struggling with their faith. Maybe someone who has questions. Plenty for you to see and do there while you are there. Uh, But if you've never looked, there it is. You can take a little look. If you'd like to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, we thank you so much for your partnership in this ministry. We could not do this without you. If you're giving by mail, DAB PO Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee 37174. Or if you are electronically kind <laughs> these days, you can give on the app. Just look for the give icon up at the top right hand corner. Lastly, look for the give icon on the website. If you need prayer, if you'd like to pray for someone that's previously called in, you can do so several different ways, 800-583-2164, or once again, utilizing that app, hit the red circle button up at the top right-hand corner. You have two minutes on the prayer line. When you're done, hit submit, turn the wheel over to Chronological, and it will get to the right place. We are quickly winding down this week together, and if you're here, In the United States, you may be getting ready for the Thanksgiving season, and I hope that we will just remain in a heart of gratitude. Take time daily to reflect on the things that you're thankful for, that you're grateful for. Thanksgiving and gratitude can be contagious, and that would be a really good thing that we could spread. We'll turn the page together tomorrow. I'm thankful for this time to be here with you today, and I'm humbled to be a part of such a beautiful community. I'm Jill. Until then, love one another. Hi, DAB family. This is Kathy. I am struggling so, so much. It's hard for me to even ask for prayer because I just hardly have words. My husband was diagnosed with a terminal brain cancer a year and a half ago. And since then, my three children have been so difficult on me. But most recently, my oldest that has my three grandchildren, they live very nearby, has 
told me that she won't allow the grandkids to come over unless they're with her or her husband. There's really no explanation for this. We've been in their lives so much. They are so important to me. I love them so, so much. I love all my three kids too. And I know they're going through a hard time with their dad. I just need prayer for strength, for love, for kindness. I need, I need your strength, Lord. Please pray for me, family. Thank you. Hi, DABC. It's Emmy in Illinois. I'm just calling in to check in. The last time I called, I didn't hear my call, so I'm not sure if it went through or if I zoned out during the prayer request that was mine. Um, but I called in about a month ago saying that I was trying to pray hard and focus on what God wanted me to do, and I'm still not sure, but I feel like right now my lack of surety has more to do with the fact that I think God is directing me to step away and move out of the house, um, at least for a temporary. I don't, I don't want to file for divorce, but I do think that we need a separation because I don't believe my husband will ever believe that I am the woman he needs and wants while he continues to believe that I am a failure in all the ways of a wife and mother. Um, even though I do 95% of all the household chores and take care of my daughter and work full time. Um, but I don't make the house a home according to him. <clears throat> so I am starting to truly believe that I need to move out. And if my husband wants to pursue divorce, then he can. Otherwise, I'd like a separation just to give us space for me to heal, for him to heal, um, and to figure out how we can have a healthy relationship if we were to move back in together and be a thriving couple. So if you could just pray for that, I am not sure if I will say something to him or when I will say something to him and then what the like, what that will look like. Good morning, Dabsy. This is Tanya calling in from Suffolk. I wanted to lift up Wendy and her dad and um, the rest of the loved ones. Um, her father has stage four cancer and it has um, progressed. So Heavenly Father, I want to lift up once again Wendy's dad to you, Father, and their family and all the loved ones and friends, Father. Lord God, I just want to thank you for being the almighty God that you are. Lord, in this time of season that they're going through, Father, I'm asking, Lord God, that you just wrap your loving arms around them, Father. Allow them to have wonderful um, months left to come. Um, whatever you see fit, Father, forwards them, uh, making members, Lord God. I'm asking, Lord, just to give them the strength to endure what they're going through right now, Father, and allow them not to lean on their own understanding, but continue to trust you, Lord God. And just focus on you, Father. We continue to give you the praise and the glory. And Lord God, this is a difficult time because I too lost my father to, uh, to cancer. And I know with the holidays come around, 
it is definitely, definitely um, hard to deal with. But Father, again, I just trust you, Lord God, that you just continue to keep them in, a, in the center, Lord God, and just draw them closer to you, Lord God, as they draw near to their family, Father. And I'm just believing and trusting, Father, that you just strengthen the Father as well, because he's really, I just, just can't imagine knowing that you're on your, your last days. But Father, we all came, didn't come together. We're not all going to leave together. And I'm just praying, Lord God, that he has accepted Jesus Christ as his Savior. And whatever days he have left, Father, just allow him to enjoy it, enjoy it to the fullest with his family. And once again, make those precious memories and continue to stand on them when it's all said and done. Lord God, I love you. This is my prayer to you. Amen.